All right, so we're doing this. I'm Diana, and this is Time Punked. Welcome to the first episode of Time Punked. Um, I'm going to start us off by introducing myself. My name is Diana, like I said, and I'm I'm a real fucking nerd, y'all. I realized not too long ago that I really miss doing research projects like I was doing when I was getting my degree in public history, which I'll, I'll define, explain a little bit in a minute. Um, so I really miss doing these research projects, but, uh, you know, I'm a strong independent woman who don't need no professor to assign me research projects. I can assign myself research projects, but I'm, I'm not going to write a paper that, that part I didn't miss that. Uh, so instead, I'm going to take all of that information that I am I am digging up and, and organizing, and I'm going to make a podcast. Um, so public history is my degree, and uh, every public historian has a different definition of what public history is. Uh, my definition of public history is translation. As a public historian, I take information that is locked away in in language that is difficult to comprehend, difficult to decipher, and behind paywalls that are difficult to access. And I'm going to translate it into everyday language and set it out there for free. Because if we cannot access this information, all of this knowledge about what happened to humanity in the past, to to what all of all of the wars that we fought over, how we got there, all of the amazing technological achievements that we have made and how we got there. If we don't understand that, how are we going to understand our world today? And how are we going to understand that if we can't read the text or, you know, can't understand the language for whatever reason? So I'm going to to translate it into everyday English, because that's the language that I speak. But what exactly am I going to be talking about? Uh, so the first thing that I'm going to start with is, well, something I'm calling suffrage punk. Um, I know everybody's probably heard of steampunk. It's pretty popular. It's, the, it's that alternate universe Victorian world where instead of electricity being the dominant energy source, uh, steam is, hence steampunk. And there's, the aesthetic is really lots of gears and brown and you know, traditional Victorian stuff. You know, just, just about everybody has done it. Um, it's super popular. And honestly, the Victorians are overdone. And look, I don't care about the Victorians. And since I'm the one assigning me research projects, I get to decide what I want to research. And the Victorians ain't it. Um, so instead, I'm going to start with suffrage punk. So this is turn of the century United States. So we're talking the progressive era, right? So women's suffrage, we're talking about child labor, uh, unions, we're talking about God, trust busting, political machines, all kinds of stuff, lots of social reforms, uh, not unlike what we're seeing today. Um, so what I have done to punk all of this is I'm taking those concepts, those movements, and I am making them into patches and pins, and I am making a punk jacket based on it. Uh, so, for example, I have a a patch that says Toss Boss Tweed on this jacket. I have Fuck Woodrow Wilson stitched as my top rocker on my jacket. Um, there's, there's several other things. So those are just examples. And I'm going to take 
each of those patches or pins or whatever, and I'm going to make an episode based around it. So right now I have several episodes in this series. Um, right now I'm looking at uh, six, I think. But you know, after this one, we'll see how this goes. Uh, so the first one is, try to contain your shock here, women's suffrage. First one's the women's suffrage. Um, the next one is going to be a deeper dive into uh, some, a figure from the women's suffrage movement, Ida B. Wells. Um, and also I'm going to into delve into her anti-lynching campaigns that she was doing around about the same time. Um, I'm going to be talking about political machines. Uh, let's see, trust busting, which I am so excited to get to. Look, I'm trying to keep these episodes to like 30-ish minutes, but trust busting, a single trust busting rant that I made while I was on vacation to my husband uh, was at least 30 minutes long. And that was about trust busting as a general topic, not specific things like what we're going to be talking about with that. Um, I'm excited about it. Y'all get excited about it let's talk some politics. Uh, the next one I'm going to talk about is unions and Mother Jones. Now, I, I know fuck all about Mother Jones, and I wanted to know more, so that's why she's on my list. Um, I'm also going to do one on Emma Goldman. Now, I don't know enough about Emma Goldman, so I'm going to be reading a lot of her papers, and I'm going to do a, a, some a deeper dive into into her life and what she believed in, and I'm going to tell all y'all all about it. Um, and then the last one so far is uh, fuck Woodrow Wilson. Now, I've got, I've got a lot of feelings about Woodrow Wilson. Clearly, I took the time to stitch fuck Woodrow Wilson into a jacket. Um, and it, oh, he's a terrible person, racist, misogynist, you know, democracy for the world, but only for white people in the world. Everyone else can get fucked. But anyway, uh, we'll get to that. And I'm very excited about that. So like I said, I have made these patches and pins based around these eras. I have sewn or whatever, however they need to be attached, all of these things to a jacket, a punk jacket, much like what you would see in today's world, right? Except that the jacket, the style of this jacket is, is very similar to the style of jacket that you would have seen at the turn of the century on a suffragist in the street corner talking about why we need votes for women. Um, they, it has buttons in the front that when I'm standing should are buttoned just like the suffragists would have worn it. Um, it's, it's got this nice collar on it that is nice, perfect for, for stitching onto, um, so it's, it's actually very much the style of the turn of the century. Uh, some of the other things I'm really going to be talking about are the fashion and the hair and the makeup. Um, these things are really important, actually, in history. So I want to talk a little bit about why why those things are, if there's a reason. You know, sometimes sometimes fashions come around because of something that is happening historically. Sometimes things that are happening historically come around because of the fashion that they're wearing. Um, I want to explore some of that. So I'm also going to do another series about Rococo punk. So that is the 18th century, the 1700s, French court. Um, so right before the French Revolution, I really want to explore what what is happening in France leading up to the French Revolution? How it, that impacted the American Revolution? Um, what kind of things 
what kind of things changed after the French Revolution started? Because look, the Rococo period was the tackiest period in all of history. It, look, I grew up in the 90s and the 2000s, and that was some tacky shit, all right? I know tacky when I see it. Rococo is the tackiest of shit. Now, like, Donald Trump's apartment covered in gold, tacky, but to the nth degree. With an entire hall made of mirrors so that everybody could watch everybody else, but more importantly, themselves, tacky. Like, hair so tall, so high, that you had to pile it onto a frame to support it all, and then you would add things like live birds in cages or lots of flowers in it tacky. Um, Skirts that were literally feet wide, tacky. Like, women had, some women who had them extra large had to turn sideways to walk through doorways, tacky. Everything was over the top, tacky in Rococo, and I love it so much. So I'm going to explore a little bit of that, too. Um, So that'll be our second series. After that, who knows? I think that's going to take me through spring probably um since i'm going to do these once a week ideally with breaks for things like um like yule or um christmas rather um and the new year because look i'm i'm gonna be busy during that time i got celebrations to to do like i know we're in the middle of a pandemic and i'm not going to be hanging out with family and friends and all of that um but i've got plenty of alcohol and a fire pit and i think we're going to be doing a lot of that around yule Um, And I won't have as much time to think about what anarchy in the turn of the century United States was like as I would normally. Um, So that, between the suffrage punk and the Rococo punk, that should get me through probably about the spring. Um, I would love to hear your suggestions going into, going past that. Um, I have a Tumblr, because of course I have a Tumblr. Um, The the Tumblr for this podcast is timepunked.tumblr.com. Um, I also have an email address, uh, timepunked at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to get a hold of me otherwise, uh, I don't know. I'll figure it out. Maybe an Insta or Twitter or Facebook or something. I don't know. We'll figure it out as we go. Uh, we are all learning together as we go. Um, so to, to kind of get us a little bit into the time period, the suffrage punk time period, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, the kind of fashion that I was inspired by with this particular costume, my suffrage punk costume. Um, I really love the Gibson Girl aesthetic. Um, So the Gibson Girl was kind of this, this new, fresh, light, feminine figure, kind of the, the first pinup girl of of the of our of our modern era in the states um she had a lot of hair and it was done very delicately and very very feminine i keep using that word feminine but that that is the defining feature of the gibson girl she was politically engaged she knew what was going on in the world she may not have a say in what's going on in the world but she knew what was going on Um, at the same time that we've got the gibson girl we have the new woman Um, the new woman is something of of a foil to the gibson girl aesthetically anyway Um, while they were both politically engaged in a lot of things they were aware of what was going on in the world um 
um, while the Gibson girl was light and fresh and feminine, the new woman was very much, she was dressed in a business suit and she was out taking care of her own business and she didn't, she didn't need no man um, as much as, you know, women could be independent in the 1900s. But anyway, um, so some of the specific, specific aesthetic that I was looking for. Um, I, when I was looking for makeup inspiration, particularly, I went and I looked up an actress named Lillian Gish. Uh, she was one of the most famous act- actresses on the silver screen at that time. She played in tons of silent films and she had this very bold, romantic Gibson girl style makeup. Um, it's very muted so to speak for our age it's really a dark red lipstick and some dark eyeliner Um, I'm going to post some pictures on my tumblr so that you can see that Uh, and so it's it's very it's very downplayed for our era but for the the early 1900s that was bold Uh, that that's like painted lady bold Uh, I mean she could get away with it because she was an actress so good for her but I loved her look and so I wanted to go for that when I was putting together my outfit I made sure when I was putting together this outfit that not only the cut of the jacket be the the right cut um, I made sure that I'm I put things like lace appliques on it because that was really popular in in the turn of the century U.S. Um, I made sure that the dress that I wore was velvet because that was an extremely popular fabric at the time. Hell, the combat boots that I wear with this con with this outfit are um, silver velvet combat boots because you know velvet for the mid turn of the century and combat boots because punk. Um, I even the hat that I wore. I, found the biggest hat that I own which might be the only hat that I own anyway and I put the biggest bow that I could that I could make on it um and so it's it's huge it is tacky but it is huge and it is about as historically accurate as it's gonna get without actually getting like it's going out of my way to find a hat that was specific to that era and it's it's actually about as close as it gets um so I will be posting pictures of all of those things on my Tumblr. Later on, I'm, with some of these these topics, I'll probably be including things like uh, political cartoons, which I will be describing here. But if you would like to get a view of them yourself, please feel free to go to my Tumblr where I will be posting them. If you want to know the sources for my information, I will be posting them with links at my Tumblr page. Um, that's probably going to be my main blog written thing I'm it's easier for me to post on tumblr than it is pretty much anything else like I know facebook's pretty popular but facebook's a shithole and I try to avoid facebook when I can but tumblr I don't have to actually go onto tumblr to post things uh, because I have their handy dandy little app with their their widget and shit um but I think I think that's about it if you have any questions, if you have any suggestions that are not the fucking Victorians, drop me a line. I'd like to hear from you. All right. Have a good one.